Um, RoboCat. Is there a RoboCat? What kind of, what are you asking? I feel like that'd be a pretty easy mashup, right? You have a cat, six and, and ears, like RoboCop? Through, the, through the visor, and then the chin. It's just a cat's muzzle coming out. Let me Google I that real fast. I feel like I've seen that somewhere, but I might mm. just, it might just be such a good mashup. There's a lot of like people, like Sony, remember Sony Ibo, the dog? People no. wanting a Sony Ibo cat. Oh, okay. All right, somebody on Redbubble did it, but Redbubble is like the Wild Detroit West. of <laughs> we don't care, we'll bite the hand that never fed us even once. Uh, but Redbubble sort of the Detroit of uh, the TV shirt. Uh, TV shirt? It's, it's really a TV shirt is what it is because <laughs> it's just community quotes. But uh, yeah, you know, the print your own T-shirt business. Yeah, right. Uh, our shirts are available on Redbubble. If you go to Redbubble and search for just not Trump. <laughs> All right, well then no RoboCat, I don't know. I don't know. Just I'm trying to feel creative. You know what I was thinking about? What? Because I was watching The Birds. Yes. The Albert, Hitch- Albert Hitchcock classic. In air quotes. Huge. Giant air quotes. Scare quotes. Air quotes. They are in the air, but they're supposed to be scare quotes. They're supposed to be scare quotes? Yeah. That's the, that's the official publishing term. Really? I always thought it was air quotes. It is air quotes. But then it's also like, you know, I'm going to give you an old, uh, an old tomato or whatever, or the whole tomato. Wow. Right? Uh-huh. That means you take the whole t- tomato. You won't accept any less. Um, there's no songs about birds. There's no songs about birds? Name one. Uh... Like a musical version of the Rime of the Ancient Mariner, I suppose. And also, this is, remember, this is 63. So there is no Beatles. There's no Blackbird. Uh, there's okay, no, there's fair. no the birds. Mm-mm. There's no bird is the word. When did bird is the word come out? That's a good. You question. think of a bird song, and I'll look that up. Gosh, I am trying to think of a bird song. Why can't I think of a bird song? This is really incredibly infuriating. Sixty-three, but not they shot it in sixty-two. So there's no. Maybe they watched the birds, and they're like, <laughs> guys, I got a great idea. <laughs> right? Because he was talking about. The- Talks like that. Does he talk like that? Do you think he talks like that in his like everyday vernacular? I love you, honey. Yeah, right. Does, like, he, like, does he have a, a, a voice box thing or something? Right. Like the the guy um Surfed Bird. Sorry. What what is, long what is with the, parents um, listening the, to surf rock. the musician's name? You know the Red Lobster um, <laughs> guy. What rock, rock Lobster? Not Red rock Lobster. Rock yeah. Lobster. Yeah. 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 Does he talk like that? Do you think? Uh, no. I mean, he, you you can tell that he's the guy that sings those things, but yeah, he doesn't yeah, yeah. talk like that. Okay. All not right. really. Okay. Not in not in real life. What about the the lead guy from Cake? Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, can we uh, talk to you about an interview? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All <Hey>. right. <laughs> huh. What do you think about the Trump administration's? Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, no no bird songs. Um, here's one, another one. Uh, no uh, songs about wheelchairs. No. Why, I mean, I don't know. Okay, why does that, why is that come up? <laughs> I don't up? know. I just thought about, look, there's a lot of people who need wheelchairs. Like, what, how come there's no songs about wheelchairs? There's no wheelchaired front men or women for bands, is there? Uh, not that I am Not that I can think of. And I don't, 
you know, we can stretch it. Like, I don't know what the leader of the pack was cruising in. I, maybe they never really get specific, but <laughs> could be the leader of the pack. Oh, this is an electric motor. Wow. 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 I find that I like songs that aren't about the typical things that songs are about. Love, also love, and losing love. Uh huh. You know, I like, um, I don't know, just pick anybody. But it seems like, like you know, the 60s and maybe early 70s, you know, the, the Brian Eno's, the Frank Zappa's, um, even the Who. You know, they have a song about a spider. Right. Or about a kid jerking off over a picked a daguerreotype of a, of a sexy lady. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Sure. None of his songs are about anything. Right. I, I mean, that you can pin down unless you listen to all 15, 16 minutes of the song. So. Mm-hmm. No, I'm that's just, very true. I'm just stressed out because I'm going on a diet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're already stressed about it. Yeah, and I'm and I'm and I want to be honest about it, but I feel like I'll end up, you know, being like Homer when he was on the bell the bell pepper diet. You can have anything you want as long as it's a bell pepper. And then so he's <laughs> going off and he's like sneaking food, uh-huh. you know. But whenever they go, uh, Homie, are you actually eating bell peppers? He's like, Here's one right now. Mm. <laughs> Will this be the bite? Where I don't like bell peppers anymore? <laughs> nope. But then he's going off to a hotel room and like taking a shower with like a six foot tall stack of pancakes. You know, <laughs> and he ends up on the like the cheaters show. But it's, I don't know if it's like eaters or something like that. But uh. so he's like making out with like a stack of pancakes in the shower. <laughs> Simpson, I, don't, I haven't watched The Simpsons in 20 years. It's but been a while for me. What was really great about it was it could just go anywhere. And that yeah. was that was their goal. Like it was never even something like community is like burp, 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 burp. hey guys, did you hear about the big, you know, save the, the Britta's cat's eye dance or whatever? And then it's gonna be something to do with the cat's eye, and that's fine. But the Simpsons would just start off and it was for ten minutes, maybe like six minutes, it was just something completely different. Hmm. They would be at an event or they'd go see a movie. Yeah. You know, or something like that. And then coming out of the movie, the movie was about it, you know, it was a McBain movie, but it was about the rainforest or something like mm-hmm. that. And so now Lisa wants to do something about the rainforest. And then we end up, she's talking to Paul McCartney, you know, on the roof of like the Quickie Mart or something like that. It just didn't, it could go wherever. Right, right. And they right, had, right. that had to have been a mandate. Like, we don't care. Let's, in fact, let's derail the story whenever possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Like Family Guy. I don't. You talk. I I don't really like Family Guy. <laughs> I don't know. It's. I think that was implied. Yeah, I think it's. I don't think it's that funny, and I think it's it it takes crassness to another level. Um, no, here's here's actually, I'm glad you said that because I wrote this down. Oh, okay. Here's the problem with Seth Mac, Sex McFarlane. Ooh, that's new whoa, new chapter for him. Whoa. Here's the problem with Seth McFarlane's comedy is, he, the bits are shallow. Right. It's the mm. first it's the first level of humor. So if it's poop yeah. or sex or whatever it is, it's all references. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. there is I think there is something, you know, creative about um, <laughs> what is like uh, who is that? Mrs. Garrett. <laughs> Mrs. Garrett's cleavage is like a sentient character, at Jeez. least for three seconds in a flashback, uh-huh. which is like, all right, we grew up at the same time. Congratulations. Right. But they don't. That's just that's it it's not like an ongoing character like Towley on South Park Towley was like some kind of one episode joke and then Towley yeah. just became part of the thing right and all of his stuff is self-referential see Mrs. Garrett's cleavage 
her spot liver spotty cleavage. Right, right. Um, and I think that you know he made Ted, which was successful, and Mark Wahlberg was you know popular, I guess somehow, mm-hmm. um, and he was just playing him. But as soon yeah. as Ted was successful, made a ton of money, and they got a sequel, then he made Million Ways to Die in the West, and he just played him. He didn't go out and find some other charismatic, you know, Toby Maguire is the guy, and yeah, that's true. He's just like, oh, good, now I can, now I can do it. I'm the star now. Yeah, right. Because it's all about me anyway. Yeah. And the movie tanked, and it's like, no, it's not, and stop making swing albums. Simpsons jumped the shark. Monorail? Really? No, I don't know. I don't know. You just picked that. Um, Um, People generally say, you know, well, there's a lot of, there's a lot of lore around this, but I would personally say probably like after 10 years or so. Mm. There's still some good stuff after the first decade, but, Mm -hmm. you know, first two seasons are okay. Not great, but definitely different than anything else that was on. Yeah. Then they start to ramp up, you know, maybe five or six is a sweet spot. Seven and eight is still pretty good. And then starting to head down after that. Okay. But then again, haven't watched it since the 10th season or whatever. Yeah, it's been a really long time since I watched it. In fact, I used to watch it all the time. In fact, we went to the Simpsons movie in 2009 or whenever it came out, maybe 2008. Yes. It was 2008. It was 2008. Um, And I hadn't watched the show. For 10 years before that. I was yeah, just like, I think, I think I can figure out what's going on. <laughs> what's oh. going on is uh, Stephen King's going to steal this premise for a book later on uh, that would become an ABC series. Uh, hey, it's the Just Enough Trope podcast. I'm your host, Caliban, joined as always by my co-host. Hi, I'm Mikan Hana. And we're here to talk quickly because we've got a lot going on. And for all of you people, I've, I've heard you. I've heard your voices. All you people that say that we don't talk about video games. Guess what, baby? We're going to talk about video games today. Yes, we are. But here's how I know you're going to like it. Because, not you, Oh. but I am about to reference you. <laughs> Listener, here's how I know you're going to like it. Because the person I'm looking at now, my co-host, yes. is really not... She Part of her identity is not good at video games. <laughs> she does it to herself. Oh, wow. But as we watched all these videos and trailers to bone up on what's going on here, uh, she was getting excited and she wants to talk about it maybe more than i do <laughs> and that is the announcement of the launch last week of the ps5 hasn't launched it was announced last week yes pushed back uh you know a week or 10 days because of um the oh, protests COVID-19. and everything which is no not good oh no, really it was a protest Floyd. yeah okay um but yeah now now the word's out and we're going to be talking about the launch of the ps5 and the games that will be um playable on it yes and, and a lot of them are, are pretty intriguing, I think. I love And um, going right from just video digital ebullience into the depths of the current hellscape that we inhabit, Whew. we are talking about a 12-issue miniseries from Image Comics called Days of Hate, written by Czechoslovakian, uh, or I guess just Czech, because uh, yeah. is there a Czechoslovakian? I, that's uh, a good question. Czech-American writer Alice Cott. Yes. We'll be talking about that. And um, getting real, mm-hmm. pretty real. Who's the who's the artist on, name on that again? What? Sorry, I'm sorry. We could we would have had plenty of time to stop, and then I could have like listened to, you know, that Google robot voice tell you how to pronounce it. <laughs> I'm gonna do my I'm gonna do my best. Okay. Um, it's a short name. Okay. Uh, it's Zay 
Zelsh. Zelsh? Okay. Z-E-Z-E-L-J. So just going off of my Roman language uh, cues. Yes. Zezelj. Uh, Zezelj. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for exposing my unreadiness. Oh, sorry. That's not what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. Um, he, oh, well, I guess we'll just get it out of the way uh, right now. He is a Croatian comic book artist mm-hmm. and um, has a lot of uh, fascinating stuff. Um and just giving away a little bit of my review uh, is, is good. This is a good, he does good. Yeah, and I if really you look like at his, he does style. a lot of stuff that is in the vein of this. You know, it's about not superheroes. It's about people um, involved in crime or strife, you know, and very dark. But um, it's perfect for uh, this story. So we will yeah. get into that later. What is going on? What is going on? Um... I don't know. I guess one thing I've noticed around town, um, there have been a lot of really cool murals going up on um, boarded up uh, storefronts. In Minneapolis. Um, in Minneapolis, yep. Um, so I think that's, I, I don't know, I think that's uh, pretty positive and I think that's really, really neat too. Um, and um, I think that art can be a, a really helpful and um you know beneficial tool and it, it can be like a, a a huge like jumping off point for 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 conversation and that sort of thing yeah we're gonna talk about that today yeah when we talk about the playstation <laughs> no <laughs> not quite but maybe who knows uh let's talk about the news well, I don't have to tell you that the movie schedule this year has been all out of whack. Oh, yeah. And we're already thinking about fall, and it's not looking good. No. <laughs> it's, it, everything is all uh, topsy-turvy. Yes. Uh, let me just go through a kind of not alphabetical or chronolo- chronological update about what's what's what. Sure. But um, Tenet, which is supposed to come out um, in the teens, 15th, 17th, something like that, middle Mid- of the month. Mid-July. Has yeah. been pushed to late July. Okay. Uh, July 31st or whatever the end of the month is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wonder Woman has been pushed back um, to October 2nd. Yes. Like the fall is is the summer now, it looks mm-hmm. like. Uh, because of that, uh, Bill and Ted has been moved up to August 14th. That's uh, Wonder Woman's old old slot. Oh, when were they going to come out? Like later in August or something like up that? Up a week. Okay. So, okay. yes, the All next right. week in August. Oh, okay. I'm going to say... August 21st, but we can't be sure. <laughs> and uh, MGM has moved up uh, James Bond. Oh, yeah? By five days on November 20th. Okay. And it will open opposite Soul, Disney's, Disney Pixar's Soul. Well, I mean, you might get some crossover audience there, but I mean, it's going to be mostly little kids and families seeing Soul. Well, they were going to do and... the usual, you know, Thanksgiving release. Yeah. But... I think they want to have a running start now, so they're going to release on the 20th and just and run see. up to the holiday. Okay. So they yeah. can fudge all those numbers. Right, right, right. <laughs> wow, this movie, wow. What a what a 12-day weekend this was. <laughs> um, Matrix 4 has been pushed back to, no, is it never? No, it's spring 2022, unfortunately. Uh, oh, it was previously sl- slated to come out May 21st, 2021. Okay. But of course... You just can't, you know, there's just too much work here to do. Everything gets pushed COVID back. And yeah. everything else. Yeah. yeah, yeah we got to yeah. make this entire movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Zemeckis is remaking The Witches for some goddamn reason. And that, that has been taken off the schedule. That won't even be on the schedule anymore. 
And Adam Wingard's Godzilla vs. Kong, which they just keep making these things. And I don't know anybody that likes them, but they're doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been moved into the Matrix's old spot May 21st, 2021. Okay. It right. was going to come out uh, opposite Soul and No Time to Die on November 20th, but it's probably the probably the right answer. I think so. Probably going to get more people. When are they going to let Colin Trevorrow direct one of these things? Oh, the like the a Godzilla movie or something like that? Yeah. I don't know, man. Is Colin Trevorrow directing still? Is that still a thing? Because <laughs> it will always be a thing. Okay. You know what Universal likes? Mm-hmm. They like white men who have accomplished nothing in their mm-hmm. lives. And yeah. so Godzilla 1, directed by Gareth Edwards, a guy who got kicked off a Star Wars movie. Yeah, Godzilla right. 2, directed by, uh, or um, Skull Island or whatever, uh, the Kong one, directed by uh, Jordan Vogt Roberts. Uh, don't say anything, aka don't say anything bad about him or he'll cry. Uh, I don't even know what who directed uh, King of the Monsters. Huh. I have no idea Do you hear me typing? Yes, I do. That would be a good time to vamp. <laughs> um, that was Michael Dougherty. Sure. And then Adam Wingard, guy who just has ruined Death Note, ruined, he's just ruined a bunch of things, ruined Blair Witch. Uh, he'll be doing this. So at some point, you're just not the cool up and coming guy anymore. You're just a flame out, Josh yeah. Trank. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Right, right, right. But you could be Robert Eggers. And making movies that are, people are like, whoa, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> now, if we can, you know, d- maybe he needs a really expensive beard oil. Maybe we could talk Robert Eggers into doing, like, a big one. Hey, can you do a Mothra film or something? Sure. And he'd be like, okay, fine. And he'll come up with some interesting twist or psychological element of the story. Um, Mothra and the little girl that summons Mothra are fighting or something. Um, <laughs> but then leave all, everything else is all second unit and CGI team, right? Like, mm-hmm. all you're doing is directing the actors, mm-hmm. which he can do. Right. But when you get uh, Tom Hiddleston and Brie Larson and uh, John C. Riley in your Godzilla film and nobody's got any chemistry and everybody's just bouncing off of each other, well, maybe you can't direct. Did you see that one? I don't oh, no, I don't it. mean that. Maybe there's room to room to work on it. <laughs> Have you? Did you see that? I don't think I saw that. No. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it doesn't mean that I don't people... know anything about it. Yeah, I know. You understand my philosophy. Seeing it is the transaction. Now that's a bad, that's a bad thing for a critic to to have. I suppose you're supposed to watch everything, good or bad. But I don't want to reward studios for doing what I'm describing, which yeah. is giving Colin Trevorrow money to make movies. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. when I am uh, writing for um, the New Yorker and I have to see everything and write about it, I'll do it. But in the meantime, I'm not going to give anybody my money I for understand. this. I just don't care. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. But I read a mil- I'll read a million think pieces about it. Yeah. And yeah. I'll watch, uh, you know, YouTube critics uh, thoughts about it. So mm-hmm. I know everything that happens. But yeah. Yeah. But that's 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 the kiss of the devil. Is that a thing? I don't know. I don't know if I've ever heard that expression before. That's the thing where you, you know, that's that's where you make the deal and you can't go back. This used to be sign your name. Oh, okay, sure. On the, yeah. on the list. Yes, I know what you're saying. Um, I understand. Do you? Yeah. How could you? If wow. what I'm saying is insanity, why does it make sense to you? Yeah. That says a lot. Um, so let's uh, move on here. Um, do you want to talk about Bill and Ted at all? Um... I, I guess we have we, we maybe we haven't talked about it. Um, watch the trailer. We saw a trailer. Um, it was like a teaser, really. Yeah, which was. I don't know how they get. We're gonna. They're pushing this movie back. I don't know how they, they were gonna get it out on time. Do you know what I mean? Because like, if this is, we should have had like a teaser and a first trailer. Why you know, is why wasn't is this one more of a first trailer next month? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and the, why didn't we get it sooner? It shows us very little. So. It's really hard. I don't want to say I'm worried, but I mean, maybe I'm concerned. I'm a little worried. 
just because like why aren't they showing us more it makes me feel like like you said it doesn't inspire me with confidence that they have a lot to show us that they're going to be ready and if you're like i think you said this before when you're talking off the air if they're not going to be ready then why aren't they pushing this back well or they're or why else lucky would this for be them short? a global pandemic happened i know um also i'm a little it looks a lot more like bogus journey than than excellent adventure the second one the far inferior one yeah and i know it's fun to do time travel and you meet yourself and all that kind of stuff but it, it was the first the charm of the first one was hiring a bunch of celebrity impersonators <laughs> <laughs> to play yeah right historical figures then giving them a fun story that uh laughs at the at the um uh conventions of time travel stories mm-hmm. um and then they you know sam demas rock on or whatever right so and then the second one is like ooh, let's take a dark psychological journey well, that's not and the third one kind of should be a dark psychological journey right like the whole yeah. thing is we're looking at these two guys who uh, are in their 50s and haven't accomplished anything and they're supposed right. to save the world right um we we know no, we now we know now why keanu reeves uh has a beard a lot yes <laughs> because everybody says he never ages and they shave his beard it's like oh that's a that's a 50 year old man <laughs> yeah which um, didn't look bad yeah no, but he no, doesn't no. this isn't the age of innocence older. here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um literally I had heard when we first started hearing about this movie um, that it was going to like hit both of them have daughters and that I, I thought I understood that they would be a big part of the story. I think we see a flash of their daughters, but then it looks like Bill and Ted go to the future just them with the two of them. What's the weird quirk so, they're going to do with the daughters? Because one of them is played by Samara Weaving, right? And the other one is crap. Boy, I don't it's know. Somebody we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're both blondes. Mm-hmm. So is there going to be a thing where Missy divorced Bill's dad, or Ted's dad, sorry, and then they both married Missy at one time or another, and she divorced them too? Oh, what's, gosh, I what's hope What's the not. acceleration? That's gross. That's gross. What's the acceleration there? I don't I don't know. Because, you know, how do you get like two 20-something blonde daughters, you know, who look kind of like Missy? Uh, I think we got it. Uh, <laughs> I think I think I don't the question like questions questions answered. Like it. Um, what happens? Are the princesses and I haven't seen the second one. Are the princesses in the second recast. one? Recast. The recast. It's not like Diane Franklin or anything like that. Okay, they're they're um, in it, but it's not the actresses from the first one. Okay, so why didn't they marry the princesses? Um, they're still in high school, or maybe they're out of high school, but well, they're okay. young. Okay, well, maybe, plus these are not right. doers. These men are not doers. Yeah, well, that's true. Uh, what else? You want to talk about uh, Pete Davidson? Because I don't. Not really. Uh, Pete Davidson <laughs> is in a movie called The King of Staten Island. It is a Judd Apatow film, and Judd Apatow developed it around... It's a semi-autobiographical story about Pete Davidson and mm-hmm. his life, mm-hmm. which I don't know anything about. And I don't care. Right. And I doubt anybody else cares. And guess what? Uh, the movie company doesn't think anybody else cares either because they pulled it from release. It was supposed to come out uh, in theaters and then I guess maybe come out, you know, very soon after on um, VOD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the very last second, uh, Universal pulled it from theater release and just said, oh, no, it's just on VOD. Yeah. Um, I don't. I got to be honest. And I agree with you. Um, I don't know anybody who is like a huge Pete Davidson fan. Um, no, and the best part is Universal. They're the ones who are going ham on, on um, putting things into theaters. 
you know, they've probably got yeah. the most movies out this year. Trolls, mm-hmm. Invisible Man, um, The Hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, the, remember that? So we totally should have. So months ago, half a year ago, we went to Emma, yeah, came yeah, home yeah. and went, I don't even want to talk about Emma because it's, it's fine. It's bland. It's not really all that great. Yeah. But the four trailers we saw yeah, yeah, for yeah. the worst looking movies ahead of it. Mm-hmm. Let's do that. Let's talk about that right now. Okay. High Note. Yeah. Just Mercy. Yes. Wendy? Was it Just Mercy? And then, um, yeah, Just Mercy. Wendy and was it the, um, I think this is a different one, but it's uh, A Promising Young Woman or whatever. Let's just sub that in. Okay. And we're like, all four of these films, this is I this thought... is a bleak year. And now almost all of those movies have come back. Mm-hmm. You know, Just Mercy is being given out for free because of what happened. A story about a, a KKK member being rehabilitated by Forrest Whitaker. Um, and then, uh, what you you got to look like you know what I'm that I'm what I'm, no, what I'm saying know, is wrong. Well, like okay, I I I know the Forrest Whitaker KKK thing, but I thought that was different from. Oh, that Just is Mercy. a different movie. Okay, I, okay. I've only been saying that for the last month. I've been referring to. His shaved pate and his uh, Cleveland eye. You know, one eye looking at you, one eye looking at Cleveland. So I wish that you had said that earlier. I'm but anyway, sorry. this bit is dead. And it all was going to segue into me going, what a shitty year for films this would have been, regardless of anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are no good films this year. No. And you go, oh, this movie that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's fine, fine. But it came out in January for a reason, right? Yeah, right. That's where we are. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, sorry, Pete Davidson, but I, I can't believe they ever agreed to give this like a theatrical. Run. I'm a little surprised too, honestly. Um, they shouldn't have pulled it though. Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody's gonna go to a movie. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, uh, I, I'm. God uh, dang. Why is Jennifer- I'm looking at the at the wow wow what? There's a lot of news here. So ask your question about why something, why, and then we're going to just do a news Judd blast. Because like, I want all this in, news out of here. Uh, why, news enema. News blast. Why, why is Judd Apatow... Chocolate like, news blast. Why? Wow. Because I, 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 he's done, right? He's, he's, his star is fully faded now. I guess. I don't know if we just got sick of that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully we did, because, I don't know, maybe I was so asleep, which is the opposite of woke, I guess, or... Um, steeped in it but everybody always said that his movies are like sexist and i'm like well, there's no women in them but are they are they sexist oops they're sexist uh, <laughs> okay well i'm an idiot uh so we don't, don't we know. don't want that anymore it's we don't debatable. care we don't care girls trip is the new is the new um knocked up or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> chills i just got chills bad chills all right let's talk go Bonnie Pointer of the Pointer Sisters died at 69. Very sad. That, that is sad. Very uh, talented um, group. Uh, love the Pointer Sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, super cheesy, but just lean into it. Yeah. Uh, Hartley Sawyer uh, was fired from The Flash, which oh, is yes, still in, or this. still on. Uh, yeah. Season six, he appeared as Ralph Dibney, the elongated man, which means, wow, they're really they're really digging down into the, into the <laughs> toy box here. I don't know why the elongated man is... I guess he knows the Flash. I don't think they're like big buds, though. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, and you don't want to read his tweets. They're think think about the James Gunn tweets, time and then sprinkle a little serial killer in there. Like it's oh cool. They're just horrible, and he's completely unrepentant. And screw him. 
Um, what else? I think it's kind of funny that Netflix got the Space Force trademark ahead of the U.S. military. So I don't know what we do now. Is this what? Is, this, is this civil for, forfeiture? Are they I just going to come for Netflix and go, no, nah, no, nah, call show something else? <laughs> we'll I see. They're taking that. guns out of uh, Looney Tune cartoons. They're, well, they're going to reboot Looney Tunes and Hotmer uh, Fudd will not have a, he'll have a pitchfork or something and not a gun. How does that character You know, you hunt a rabbit with a pitchfork? Without a gun. It doesn't. So maybe we need a new character. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that instead. Plus, uh, you know, th- of their time, right? There's a reason yeah. that Mickey hasn't been in a feature in a long time because Disney's like, Mickey doesn't, he has minstrel gloves on. Like, we can't, what are we going to do with him, right? There's, it's it's over. His time's over. Why not, like, redo, like... For Elsa. Like, Looney... Put minstrel gloves on Elsa and then we'll talk. Whoa. What about, like, Looney Tunes? They're redoing Animaniacs. Why do they need to... <sighs> Which, again... Or, you know... <laughs> Bad chills. Oh, really? Douche chill, yeah. Why? Because how are you going to capture that lightning in a bottle again? I guess. Yeah. Um, I think Tiny Tunes is less problematic than um, Looney Tunes. Overall. Tiny Toons is less problematic. You don't think so? What, what what what's your what's problematic? Is it Donald Duck in a short about how dumb the Nazis are, but he's wearing a Nazi costume and an armband the whole time, and he's reading Mein Kampf? Is that problematic? Yeah, that's problematic. Then Tiny Toons is less problematic. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse sequel is underway. It's coming out in twenty twenty two. All right. I hope the story's better. I hope there is a story. Because where, where do you go from? Anybody can be Spider-Man. Okay, so. Are we all Spider-Man? We're all Spider-Man now. That's the story. That, oh, they can do Spider-Island, where everybody does become Spider-Man. Yeah, there you go. That has been legislated already. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, looks like Cops has been canceled at Paramount. Yes. And then Live PD, which I never watched, uh, has also been canceled. Um, it's hard to believe that they made it this far. I'm kind of surprised that they're still on. Yeah. Uh, Cops was set to debut its 30th season. And that is, did they ever take a break? No, I think it just went, went for 30 years. And yeah. of course, here's the story behind it. Uh, it was a writer strike. It was a writer strike of the 80s, the late 80s, like 88, I think. And they just needed um, put, put content. something on TV. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. they had, somebody came up with this idea. We'll just have, send crews out with cops and then we'll just whack it all together. Mm-hmm. Cops! I mean... Wait, did we already talk about this? I remember doing my joke about Egyptian Christians. Um, Cops! Cops is brought to you by the men and women of Egyptian Christianity. I, I, we might have talked about it last week, but I don't think that this actually That's canceled. was canceled until this week. Because you told me later that I I, gone. I, I canceled it. Somehow. HBO pulled Gone with the Wind from its library, and I feel like that's my fault. <laughs> you watched it recently uh you know a not small amount of years i've been alive and then i finally watched gone with the wind and I go wow that's kind of racist mm-hmm. and uh now they're pulling it from their uh, library it will return with al sharpton is gonna comment on it or something i don't know some they're gonna uh, i'm not sure what the specifics are but it's some sort of like you know, like historical, like this is a his, historical reference things that you need to know and before you watch it or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, whoa. HBO Max is not going to have full time custody of those DC movies that they're getting. So when you see the Snyder cut on HBO, yeah. you'll see it for six months, a year, but then it will be free to distribute to other services. Huh. How Makes did sense? they swing that? I wonder. 
just um, that's because the deal that they made with DC. Because Warner Brothers is a huge company, and I, they probably own a part of HBO, right? Or maybe own it outright, but they're not going to leave it there. They want the plebs on Netflix to be able to get to see it someday. Yeah, right? I guess. Or they want the money that Netflix is going to give them. Um, what else is going on? Um, Lady Antebellum has to change their name because even though Antebellum just means, you know, before the war, um, I don't know anything about them. I know that they're a new umlaut country band. Um, oh, okay. But, I, all right. Oh, you never heard of them? Cool. I so think I've Lady heard Antebellum. of them before. <laughs> I think a, I've heard of them before. They're a three-piece. Okay. Uh, two girls and a guy. or The other way around. And um, the girl is, isn't Lady Annabellum. But anyway, they're going to change their name. They changed it to Lady Eight. Here's the problem. Should we look this stuff up? There's already a, a singer called Lady A, so I don't know what they're going to do now. <laughs> well, why didn't they research it before they changed it? Yeah, I know. I, I, I kind of feel like Lady Annabellum isn't like the most streamlined machine in the music industry, right? No, but wow. I mean, that, isn't that like, don't you like... I'm having trouble understanding this because, like, <laughs> when when you work in the entertainment industry, such a big part of it is is making sure that your name isn't the same as anybody else's for you know copyright reasons and also brand confusion and you know you know. So I just don't understand why that wouldn't be like we need to make sure that everybody else has the same. Right. Anyways. Uh, Perry Mason is getting a reboot because God hates us. Oh, boy. Why? Because they reboot everything. But hold on to this, though. Uh, it's not like, you know, a guy struggling with his weight, uh, really kicking ass in the courtroom. Um, it's um, it's um, it's from the um, early stories of Perry Mason. It's about his... Kay history as a private detective in um in the 30s okay i i gotta be honest with you so I'm apparently not before he became the oh, familiar just, with Perry Mason. Right, well to ignore her and just audience that's what's happening <laughs> okay. he's played by matthew reese and apparently the show is all right okay all right it's on hbo there you go so perry mason's gonna be boning chicks on and... hbo that's maybe the weirdest part <laughs> i also want to mention story. that uh love victor is out now and we'll probably have a review of it uh next week but that's i've good. also heard that it's um it's pretty good yes so we'll um follow up on that friend of the show becky albertalli whose uh book uh based on her characters yeah simon versus the homo sapien agenda based on her characters and um in the school that they they go to and everything and she has said and i think that this is really cool um that she actually really really loves the show and um she's you know that you don't always love adaptions of your work and you don't always or adaptation you, or well yeah that's what i meant um and so i think that that's really cool and that's a really great endorsement and i'm really looking forward to watching it me too. Guess what else is going on? Hmm. Oh yeah, shows are getting pulled for blackface sketches. Why are there blackface sketches? Because it doesn't. Britain has a head start on us, right? Like they got rid of slavery like 60, 70 years before we did, or whatever, maybe less. But so for some reason that makes it okay to have people in blackface uh, in sketches. Because let's face it, I mean. I can think of a few funny black British comedians, but most of these like shows are like two guys and it's two white guys, right? Mm. So like Matt Lucas's show Little Britain uh, has been pulled because of that. 
Um, like the whole show? Or... Well, the, great question. <laughs> but I think they're just removing the shows. Okay. So like the Mighty Boosh um, cult favorite has been pulled. And I was like, I watched some of the Mighty Boosh, but I didn't get to the blackface part. Nobody tell anybody that <laughs> that peep show has that part where Jez has to, uh, his girlfriend makes him uh, black up to have sex with her. Nobody tell anybody about Oh, no. we don't want to lose Peep Show. <laughs> and it's a joke about, she's an American, it's a joke about her and her sexual hang-ups. But, I mean, you know, people okay, are just so mad that somebody is putting on blackface. It doesn't really, clear, it doesn't, that's not an argument that they'll accept. Clearly, but, this is an issue. Yeah. Um, so, are we going to pull Mad Men, then? We're, oh, good point. I where does it end? forgotten about that. Where does it end? Hopefully yeah. Injustice and Freedom. Uh, what else is going on? I think that's pretty much it. I wanted to say right before we move on to our feature that, uh, sadly, legendary comics writer and editor Denny O'Neill has died yes. at the age of 81. Yeah. He has looked 81 for the last 40 years. <laughs> and No, no. <laughs> look, he'd, he'd accept that compliment. Okay. And, okay. And he, um, so, I mean, he just likes, he's just this craggy guy that it's just, he's going to be there forever. And um, we lost him, sadly. Um, it's really sad. I mean, he really helped shape, um, you know, the character of Batman to mm. be what he is in the modern age. Yeah. Just as much as Frank Miller, uh, maybe more, because Danny O'Neill stuck around while Frank Miller swanned off to do uh, heard, other stuff. Among other things, that he actually was involved in helping hire Miller for, for yeah, Batman. Yeah, yeah. So um, um, a Julie, lot of character Julie creations, Sw too. Yeah, Julie Swartz uh, is an editor at DC, longtime editor. Um, him and Neil Adams, who... Yeah. I know Neil Adams is like, is, he, is that a wig? I don't know. I could <laughs> anyway, be. Anyway, I think yeah. Neil Adams is older than you would guess that he is. Sure. But I don't think he's 81. Um, people basically, you know, credit them with re... Um, what do you call it? Reorienting. Re well, reorienting, let's say, because he was always this, but reorienting the character of the Dark Knight to be um, gritty after the uh, climb up the walls and uh, bat yes. shark repellent. Right. He, a darker the television show. Um, crime fight, more focused on crime fighting than being like goofy and slapsticky. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he did a lot to, like you said, he created some characters like Rachel Ghoul um, mm -hmm. and uh, Richard Dragon, Leslie Tomp Tompkins. And um, he was the he oversaw the death of Jason Todd. Yeah. I mean, I guess he just picked the two numbers that the fans had to call to <laughs> to decide whether we kill him or not. All right, but still, yeah, okay. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. One of one of the the greats uh, in the the world of comics. So. Yeah. yeah. He was a teacher as well. He taught at the Manhattan School of Visual Arts, and uh, he wrote a book about writing comics. And yeah, it's uh, it's kind of sad, um, but you know, I guess we all go at some time. <laughs> it's still not. It's still sad though. I I would you know. Well, I mean, when, look when when Stanley went, I was like, okay, well, get ready because yeah, that's a big right. one. Yeah, but that that's a big one. that he outlived a lot of <laughs> good living, healthy living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a Ditko like <laughs> Ditko kind of did it to himself, I think, but. Uh, he outlived a lot of people of the same era, you know, That's true. mostly because he was cashing checks and going home and they were in the bullpen still working 20 hour days. Also true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but when he went, it's like, OK, well, I mean, it's open season now. So 
More sad uh, news to come, probably. Yeah, probably. PlayStation. All right, well, the most important piece of news uh, is the release of the PlayStation 5. Yeah. Uh, which we don't know when it's going to come out. Experts uh, are guessing that it'll be, you know, obviously the holiday season, probably mm. late November. We can expect to see PlayStation hit the shelves, hopefully. Um, I don't know if that's slowed down by uh, COVID at all, is it? That's a really Except good for the question. video game stores closing, <laughs> I don't think that this affects video games much even I mean, developers can just develop at home right yeah but how about like like manufacturing the actual playstation well they're manufactured overseas yeah and if japan's got their covid problem wrapped up or are already taking measures then you just keep going right I they guess. have to be manufactured in a semi-clean room anyway so everybody's yeah. all suited up and stuff so i suppose um i suppose too uh we're talking about the ps5 it will probably launch again these are all guesses still people are thinking it's going to be 500 bucks yeah that sounds that's about the price point right well i think 400 is a better price point yeah. again you've only ever taken losses on this um what the ps4 debut at i honestly don't remember. which is the one where 400 yeah i think it was at the ps3 which is the one where uh was it like Reggie Fields or whatever? The, no, no, he's Nintendo. The, pres, the American president of Sony, his whole speech at E3 was like $300. Like that was... Oh, really? Yeah. It was a, one of the Xboxes was like, it's going to be $500. And yeah. he's like, all right, here's my speech. $300. <laughs> Thunderous applause. Uh, but yeah. this is... Um, I think that they're going to once again try to lean on the... Well, you don't know what you're getting, and this is a toy toy box. You know, mm. this is a candy store full of technology. Yeah, right. And in a lot of ways, they're right because it will have uh, uh, solid state drives. Mm. There will be no hard hard drives in this. Oh, okay. That means no platter, only uh, boards, which should allow um, uh, incredible speed and incredible uh, rendering uh, possibilities. Do you think that there's less of a chance of it? breaking then too because maybe not as much moving parts yes yeah um every playstation with a hard drive the only problem i've ever had with them was the hard drive died yeah so uh ssds are less vulnerable to that they do have their own problems um but not those those problems so um we're gonna need air aren't we yep and so <laughs> they have to put vents on this thing. And if you've seen a picture of it, mm-hmm. uh, those vents, they're not trying to hide them. In fact, they knew they needed vents to keep it cool. So I think they incorporated that into design. Yeah. And they came out with, I'm going to say something that looks like an anime character. What would you say? Um, I've seen people talk about how it looks one of those like really tall, thin, rotating fans. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. So yeah. I'm going to say a good vampire. Right. A good vampire. <laughs> Yeah, because it looks like like the, the 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 plastic around the vents looks like a vampire collar. Yeah, one of the vampiric heroes of the Castlevania game. Yeah, he he instead of a black cape, he has a white cape. So yes, Drac- I am Dracula the White. <laughs> he sticks out. And I in come night, back so, when you yeah. are the most delicious. <laughs> if there is going to be a totally digital version, which I'd find amazing. I just but don't know I why suppose, anybody would want that. I, well, we were we were watching the video of the reveal, and you're like, "Well, how do you put discs in it?" Yeah, <laughs> and then it, they're not. A, I mean, it's just a feed. You know, it's not a tray. Yeah. Uh, and so we saw that at the end, but then they're like, "And there's a digital version." No discs. Now I don't know. I didn't see the specs. I don't know if they're out about how much it'll hold, but of course that's always an issue when you can't have a disc. Yeah. Absolutely. And video games take up a lot of space. Uh, I th- if I was uh, GameStop, I would be personally attacked by this. Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people. Would you even sell the digital ones if your game suck? Probably not. Yeah. But then again, I, I don't know how what, what kind of contract they've got, what, what the distributor is going to mm. offer you. Mm. I think you have to go along with it. I think you have to cooperate in your in your execution. Yeah. Uh, that being said, storage is always a premium, and I don't think plus people enjoy the used market. GameStop yeah. will always, as long as GameStop stays a CD bazaar where you can buy used games and sell them back for a pittance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can go thirty five cents. Um, Th- that that market will always exist, well, but this is this is an attempt to take a huge bite out of that market. Yeah, it is. That, that, that's GameStop is a terrible company. They really deserve it. Well, don't they? Honest, honestly, they they are literally the worst. I wish I mean, that I had done. They don't done... care about their customers. Yeah. They don't care about their employees. I've been buying and selling games for twenty years, and I wish that I had kept an Excel spreadsheet about how much money I quote unquote saved. Because even I'm in a place now where I've got. Well, I don't have an Xbox. That's why we're not talking about the Xbox One S. Mm. Um, I don't really care. <laughs> like Gears of War, Halo, you got it. And then all yeah. the rest of these games are multi-platform, right? Mm. Except for a couple we're going to talk about today, which are developed by Sony or yeah. distributed by Sony. Yeah. So I don't really care about the console war, but I have a PS5, a PS4, a PS3, and a PS2. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a Switch. Yes. And I already, I'm already buying a ton of games digitally on the switch Mm -hmm. and i would have more games digitally on the ps4 except for the fact that a the ps4 stopped giving out they used to have that ps plus thing where they give you like a a game that's not triple a but it's a couple years old yeah they don't really even do that anymore like the give the giveaways suck okay and i stopped taking a lot of the giveaways because i was worried about the capacity of my hard drive yes i already have a a a flash drive plugged into it to give it more space right right so yeah, I think that space is always going to be a problem. And if they were smart, you know, we saw the few accessories that they have, extra mm. controllers, um, a branded headset, yeah. uh, a branded uh, remote control. Uh, they should have a branded extra disc. I mean, you don't want immediately to say, that guy's dick's really small, but this guy's <laughs> dick's huge. It's like, you guys, you're the same guy. Right, 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 right. Maybe they'll wait six months and then release the branded, you know, PS4 10 terabyte drive to store all your extra games. We'll see. Yeah, maybe. Um, what do you think? Like, so is it, it looks like the promo that we saw. Um, the For the pro- machine. Promo machines that we've seen. Um, it looks like it's it's mostly white with like black accents. Why do you think they... Little blue. Little blue. Why Why do you think they they because all, their last couple of consoles at the very least have all their been mostly are, black. All they're all black except so for why, the PS One. Why um why why the change? To, to differentiate, the DualShock is white. Okay, it's all white. They're going white now. Yeah. Oh, Sony did it. What? They they did it anyway. Are you referring to? Normally they're making racist commercials, but yeah. now they're just like our whole line of machines is white. <laughs> I, I really, uh, I really skip on from hope that. that that is <laughs> has absolutely nothing to do with that. Um, we saw a lot of games yes. uh, and demos and everything for the machine. Uh, we'll talk about specific games, but I want to talk about impressions first of the upcoming titles. The opening library for the PlayStation 5. Um, here's my first thought. Mm-hmm. About a quarter, maybe a third of these are games yeah. from previous consoles. Mm-hmm. Nobody's excited. I mean, people are going to play the hell out of Fortnite, but nobody should get excited about Fortnite being on your machine because a phone can run it. <laughs> um, 
They announced GTA 5, and they're going to make a lot of money on GTA 5. But what's going on, Rockstar? Why not GTA 6? Why isn't there a new this game? Is a, this is a yeah. seven-year-old game, and by the time it comes out, it might be an eight-year-old game. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was a PS3 version of GTA 5. Yep. Why should I be excited about GTA 5? Right. That's a joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, I mean, I guess it, it helps to promote the product, but like, yeah, why, why, why are we getting excited? Why, why would anybody ex- be excited about games that are already available on other consoles and, and have been out for several years? Yeah. I, it's, yeah. So I don't know. Um, I mean, just sell, nobody wants to play the story, right? I mean, I guess just sell a but you have to have the whole like architecture of the game, I guess. I was just gonna say, just sell a sell a disc that downloads GTA Online and all the resources you need to your digital your version console. and make it yeah. twenty bucks. Because all, all anybody wants to do is play GTA Online, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some other notes that I or uh, observations that I had. Um, a lot of female protagonists. A lot of female protagonists. That's a good point, and um, I think that that's a very positive thing. Except for the cartoon games, like Ratchet and Clank, you know, Ratchet's a, a boy or whatever, but yeah. um, almost every, like, human protagonist was a female protagonist. Yeah, um, I would say that, that that's that's very, that's, that's largely true, and um, I think that that's a really good move in the right direction. Abe, Abe doesn't count. Who Abe doesn't from count? Oddworld. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and a lot of single-player games. Yeah, yeah. Not, they, not. They've heard the cries. Single player is back, baby. <laughs> did it? You're gonna watch a lot of girl butts uh, running at the bottom of the screen. Did did it? Did it? Did single player ever really go away? Yes. Oh, did it? Yes. I, I hadn't noticed. The last 15 years has just been all multiplayer. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, you, I you don't know that because you only ever watch me play Assassin's Creed and uh, single player games. But yeah, are you kidding I me? I suppose that's a really good point. You, a lot of games you have the option of doing multiplayer so and a lot of people do do that option yeah but like games like titanfall one there's no campaign you can't play it and titanfall two had a had a nice nice campaign people will go go crazy over it but i think it was it was fine it was it was enjoyable but Uh short and then you're just expected to just you know start playing the multiplayer so yeah um yeah that's all over the place Uh, i think probably the biggest surprise out of all these was people weren't expecting a resident evil game yeah Resident Evil yeah. 8, in fact. Yes. Uh, Village. Yeah, which was presented. It was funny. It was presented, you know, with a big fake out where yeah. it's a, look, oh, it's a game about, you know, e- a, a town in Eastern Europe, you know, Transylvania or whatever. And there's like ghosts and werewolves and stuff like that. Resident Evil. Yeah. <laughs> no. It, it says his story comes to a close. Whose story? I don't know if it's Ethan's or Chris's. I kind of think it might be Chris's. I kind of think maybe it is I was, too. This is what I do. There's a reason that we're talking into microphones and this is going to go on the internet. This is what I do with my life. I was in the shower the other day. Let me finish. Um, <laughs> that's what I said when I was in the shower. No, uh, and, uh, and I was thinking, I like the fact, first of all, I hate Resident Evil 7. It's just so stupid. I don't know enough about Resident Evil 7. It's a first person game. Okay. And you, you know the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? There you go. Or do you know the Devil's Rejects? There you go. It's a Not it's really. a redneck torture family on the board. Who had redneck torture family? Oh, uh, okay. Right, in right, first right. person, and it has nothing to do with the bioterrorism, uh, you know, s- sort of um, pre-cyberpunk world of 
we've got to get Umbrella. We're in the BSAA. You know, that's like they're that's Resident Evil. Yeah, they, their bug nuts storytelling worked with the cheesy action setting. Mm. And yes, Resident Evil Six failed because it, it was a mess gameplay wise. Okay, but people want you can't give up on. Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine and these characters. People want those. I want those characters. Yeah. But now they're going to do like a fairy tale story. And and the whole thing was that that the the zombies aren't magic. It's biological. But now there's like actual magic and stuff. So I can't wait for a bunch of scripted events that I have to watch in a first person's perspective and I can't affect it all. But anyway, I was thinking back to the shower. (laughs) I'm in there all the time. Um, Back to the shower. Uh, I was thinking, I like the fact, out of all the Resident Evil series, all the games, that it's happening mostly in real time. So the Mm -hmm. Raccoon City incident happened in like 92 or 93, Mm -hmm. and all the characters have been in all these games, but the the date keeps rolling over. In fact, sometimes they jump ahead. Right. So Leon would be in his 40s by now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. And Chris would be 50-something. Jill Mm -hmm. might be too. She's probably about the same age as Leon. And I want to see them grow old. Get older and develop. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you push them to the background... As side characters, which I'm getting my horrible, horrible wish, a monkey's paw finger curls. Chris shows up in this game and he's, I mean, Jill went evil in Resident Evil 5, but it seems like we've got evil Chris. Yeah. It's like, well, that's going to develop his story. Also, I don't get to play as him. So what's the point? Be like, Do you think you're going to be playing Ethan is the, you is know, Ethan? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're going to play Ethan for sure. So is Ethan. So Ethan is the protagonist of Seven. So then, is he part of the 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 redneck family? No, he gets he's the victim of the redneck family. Okay, so the red are the redneck. I've I've got questions. Is the redneck family? <laughs> There's no answers. Is the redneck family? Are they zombies? They kidnap his. They kidnap. I haven't played the game because I hate it. But I've well, again, I've that's the transaction I've watched. I know everything about it. Yeah. Except for whatever question you're asking at this time. Uh, they kidnap his girlfriend. She's gonna be part of the harem or whatever that the that the redneck family maintains, and they're gonna give her the juice. It, it's all this way because long ago, some early umbrella scientist had a you know a shack in the swamp or whatever where he was working on okay. the A virus or I don't know. So I'm just kind of. Fighting all this. Yeah. And so they've had, you know, they've been immortal for years. They've had like, they're all monster people. Okay. But <laughs> what does that have to do with anything else? And it, I don't know. Terra Grigia and all the, and Leon shooting the president in the face and all the stuff that we just left hanging like at the end of Resident Evil 6. Nothing. Too much time on Resident Evil. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We know that uh, Valhalla is coming out, Assassin's Creed. Yes. Um, the racing fans can begin the Dirt 5 versus GTA 7 debate. Mm. That'll go on forever. Uh, Spider-Man 2. I don't think anybody was expecting a Spider-Man 2 announcement either. Uh, yeah. Spider-Man 2, Miles Morales. Yeah. Um, I think it looks pretty cool. What what are, you, what are your feelings about it? I know you you played the, the Spider-Man game. I think there's a Miles costume in the first game. So I okay. don't really care like who the protagonist is necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. although i prefer peter parker to miles morales and you, i think you said well i hope they can make miles morales interesting as a character and i was like that's my girl well here's the thing he's a, he's a he's a diverse character and i like him for that but 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 give him give him more with his character you than like just being diversity what you sound like an mre do i being diverse is a character I bet it's, it's going to be good. Not. It looks beautiful. It does. Uh, there's another game called Project Athia. That's all we know. 
It looks cool. We know what it's we've a, seen. We know it's a Square Enix game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard it compared to Final Fantasy 15, but we don't know if it's a role playing game or an That's action true. game. We don't know. Although the latest Final, Final Fantasy is basically actually the remake is uh, an action game slash mm-hmm. RPG as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's some cool elements. Yeah. There's like fiery dragons and like a big wolf looking yeah, monster. Big wolf. Yeah. So that it looks beautiful cool. too. Yeah. Oh yeah, these all. A lot of these games. They all are beautiful. Yeah. yeah, like Stray. Oh my god, it looks so magical and <laughs> it colorful and like I'm so intrigued by this. So it's it's not. I don't know if it's exactly Japan, but it's it's like a world where where humans aren't around anymore and um, the world is populated with robots and yes. you play a delivery. Cat delivery cat who has a but little not a ro- backpack not a, a robo cat no a real cat <laughs> who has a little backpack and it is the cutest thing and the robots are cool looking and i just this i'm super excited about it it looks really neat uh yes it is made by annapurna pictures uh and i don't annapurna <laughs> wow <laughs> congratulations uh, I think that Annapurna or Annapurna Interactive, I should say, they're okay. a media conglomerate. Um, I'm kind of hit or miss on uh, Annapurna movies. Okay, I don't really care about a lot of them. All right, um, but they made some pretty good games. Mm-hmm. Uh, games like uh, Outer Wilds, which I still haven't played, but I heard it's good. Um, uh, Edith Finch made that one. Um, they made that Donut Country game where I'm like, this is an app. I, I'm not gonna get this. I'm not paying twenty bucks for this. <laughs> but it looked cute. Yeah, I think they're committed to that like cute but weird type thing and a I'm cat for that. messenger in a world where humanity is dead and and robots now roam the streets yeah uh is interesting yeah. um did what, what was <laughs> he's got a job what, why did i say that <laughs> because this, cat um, is, this homeless cat or whatever well i think he he passes some some homeless uh looking robots and stuff like that. No, that's and not what it was. No, I don't know that's why okay. you said that. That's I'm okay. Sorry. And it's got a real Japanese-y look. It does. So does another game that we looked at called Ghostwire Tokyo. Yeah. This kind of seems like, remember the Fatal Frame series? You have no. to take, you're a Japanese person, you have to take, schoolgirl usually, and you have to take pictures of ghosts at the right time, and that's how you unlock Huh. The story or something like okay. that. Okay. That sounds very similar to what this Who looks like. Who knew that that would pop? <laughs> but what if you got tired of taking pictures and you wanted to take some names from the asses you kicked? <laughs> That's what this looks like. This actually was announced a year ago, so it's had a little time to cook. Um, as it opens, there's sort of like a rapture situation or something where people yeah. are disappearing from the streets. Yeah. And then it, we get to what I would describe as Dark City meets that time that Hawkeye went to Japan in Avengers uh, Endgame. Yeah, yeah. There's um, a yeah. lot, lot going on. Um, I would say that this has a Yakuza level of realism in its depiction of Tokyo. Yeah. They're really interested in presenting like these realistic Tokyo streets. And yes. it is specifically Tokyo. Yes. Uh, so I assume that there will be real streets and stuff like that. In I it. assume so. Too. And then combine that with um, ghost stories. Mm. So you've got the the Japanese hag ghost. We should know all the names for these. Uh, we Sailor should. Uh, but yeah, I think. Oh, and the classic headless schoolgirl. You've got that. <laughs> yeah, but it reminds me of a lot of Japanese yokai like ghost stories. Yes. Uh, and, and then we have some some people in in the uh, the oni um, no mass, but like one of the horns is like broken and there's like Whoa. blood coming out of their mouth. Oh. So it's like somehow you made that even creepier. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, it looks really cool. Um, Here's some votes against it. Uh-oh. They set up this amazing world, and then they cut to gameplay, and it's a first-person shooter or speller, basically. It looks like you're throwing spells in it. Like, yeah. And it's like, all right, I didn't know it was going to be that. I was sick of FPSs. <laughs> and it's an FPS made by Bethesda, well, which means yeah. all if you ever talk to anybody, they'll be like, oh, my God, you help me. Gonna be right, dead their, faced. Their mouths aren't gonna really be. <clears throat> and animated. it's gonna be full of bugs. And your first headless schoolgirl is scary. By the hundredth headless schoolgirl that you cast a spell at, you're gonna be like, "What else is going on here?" That's what I predict for this game. <laughs> okay. I think it's too high concept to to deliver anything. Right. What, it's not like Stray, where it's high concept. And what are we gonna do? Like, deliver things as a cat? Yeah, I don't know. Search for tuna cans. Uh, it, we could go anywhere with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is clearly like. First per, it's like Skyrim in Tokyo. You're gonna fight the same three ghosts over and over again. It just doesn't. Yeah, I guess I, I got my point. doubts. Yeah. Uh, there's another game that you really pop for, and that is a game called Kina Bridge of Spirits. Yes. Um, I think this looks really cool. Um, it, it looks it has... like if Vanellope Sweets, uh, got yeah. crossed with Link. Yeah. It's got a real Breath of the Wild, um, Pixar meets uh, Ghibli. Uh, aesthetic yeah i think it has a very miyazaki feel to it you know especially um princess mononoke um but they're they're these little sprite things that they they just look like a creature straight out of like a a, some sort of miyazaki imagining like all of the sprites or the the little uh forest spirits in princess mononoke kind of um but it it looks really cool um and enchanting and you play this this young girl and she's fighting some sort of dark force and she's trying to help like these these spirits and that sort of thing um it looks it looks really cool it does um it's got a, like a pikmin uh aspect too pikmin is a nintendo game started off on gamecube okay. where you have um little you collect little followers and Pikmin, it's plants okay. and you can command them to do stuff. So in some of the combat you I saw, see. you know, the bad guys are being swarmed by the sprites and that allows you to shoot a thing or whatever. And then when it dies, they all run back to you like, Hey, what's going on? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it could be cuteness overload, but it looks like it's pretty good. Also like a lot of games on this list steeped in Japanese culture. Yeah. yeah. And they had a, uh, there was a voice actor who, um, and who knows, Troy Baker is very talented. But sounded like a real old Asian man. I hope a lot of these games are casting actual Asian voice actors. Oh, me And that too. made me think, where the hell is George Takei? Well, you don't need to work anymore? That's a really good question. George Takei should he be thinks, voicing all of this, this he, shit. And he's got an amazing voice. It's very recognizable. Yeah. So maybe you don't want that. But where's, where's he? Come on. That, uh, yeah. I... I want some George Decay voice acting. Yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, there was a game announced uh, called Bug Snacks. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Which... Which likes bug nuts. <laughs> yes. Um, shoot. Who... What did they make before? So it was another kind of cute kind of game. Yeah, I can't remember what it was. I can't remember either. Uh, but yeah, it's... it's Apparently, it's there's just... You're in a world where there's animals that look like snacks, like a strawberry or a sub sandwich or something, or a curly fry. Yeah. And then when you eat them, you... Parts of your body transform into yes! those snacks. So I don't, so there must be weird. some utility there. I don't know. <laughs> so that seems like that could be a fun distraction. Uh, they announced a Hitman 3, which a lot of people yep. are excited about, mm-hmm. myself included. Mm-hmm. Uh, enough said. Uh, there's a game called Pragmata. Mm-hmm. It's a Capcom game. And 
I, I'm not sure that Hideo Kojima is not working on it. Doesn't it seem very Hideo Kojima? Yeah, I There's think an you astronaut that while we were watching Walking it. down a yeah. city street that looked Times Square-y, but could have easily been Tokyo again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he meets a little girl who yep. has a cyber cat hologram yep. <laughs> as a pet. And uh, it's just the whole thing. And then something, uh, a space shuttle explodes out of the sky. Apparently, they're in some kind of... Uh, simulation and they get sucked out and they're on the moon just standing on the moon it's like kojima's you know finishes watching the trailer and is like challenge accepted (laughs) okay (laughs) so yeah i mean it's capcom um i we don't know anything about it it's gonna be an rpg it's gonna be a lot 2022 is when it comes out so there'll be a long time to get more information about that uh what else um i can't believe it uh, remember Demon Souls? Yeah. Not Dark Souls. Demon Souls. Remember when I bought Demon Souls for the PS3 or whenever it came out, and I was like, "Oh, I don't like this." <laughs> and then I never—that was the end of me and From Software. Wasn't that the one where you you die really quickly? Yes. Yes. And I wasn't. Fr- I mean, I was frustrated, but I wasn't like, yes. "This is too hard." I got what they were doing. Yeah. I'm like, "Oh, it's like a roguelike, only the controls suck." Um, so I don't want to do this. Well, no. <laughs> I bet wrong. I should have bought stock in from software. And of course, the Dark Souls uh, universe has exploded. Uh, and now we're getting a PS5 remake of the original Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what people think. <laughs> uh, Arcane Studios, whom I'm so sick of Arcane Studios, yeah. uh, has a game called Death Loop that just looks like a reskinned Dishonored. So can't wait for that. Uh, uh, what else is coming? Uh, Vampire 2, The Masquerade, which is, again, it's a multi-platform thing, but a lot of people have been waiting for that for a long time. I'm kind of wondering how you're going to do it because you got to like type, right? Or maybe not. I have no idea. I guess you can select your responses Okay. with your buttons or just... Okay. But, but it's a it's a PC RPG that is going to be on okay. the world's most powerful video game machine. Who knows? Yeah. Um, there was a game called Little Devil Inside, which looked like a cute like monster hunting type game. Uh, also oh, a little, yeah, yeah, yeah. little Breath of the Wild-y. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a game called Chorus, which I wrote down, but now... Oh, no, I don't remember what it was. It looks like a space fighter sim, like an Everspace or a Wing Commander. Oh, okay. With a female protagonist. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love games like that. Yeah. I don't care what they're about. The plot doesn't matter. Just <laughs> kill me some TIE fighters or whatever you got. And then last but not least, uh, Horizon 2. Forbidden West. Yes. Horizon 2, dumb subtitle, amazing game. <laughs> uh, it looks pretty, just like the first game. Um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> the wi- I, Lance Reddick, the wire guy's back? Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I enjoyed watching you play the first game, so I'm sure I'll enjoy watching you play the second game. I didn't game. enjoy trying to play it and quitting. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Something is going... I can't... I don't want to ruin the game for you because we're going to get you to play that game. All right. There is a, literally a story mode where things just die when you look at them so you can get through the story. Yeah. We'll see if I get there. <laughs> we'll be streaming it. You'll, you, you can see. Okay. Audience. Um, there's some problem in the world. Uh, there's red stuff all over everything. Yes. Um, which is, sort of seems very War of the worlds sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. But also, I thought it reminded me of Rust. That's Rust. But, well, that's when metal oxidizes, but yeah. that's not important right now. That no, that's literally what it is. Uh, <laughs> or it's coal, uh, oh, or it's oh, oh, it's okay, uh, okay. rust coal from uh, it's, the time is a flat circle. 
Uh, just the idea that like you've got this and we see actually see I know that like sea life and I think birds still existed in their world because the AI couldn't get at them or whatever. Mm. But, you know, there's robot dinosaurs and horses and everything. But we actually do see some um, land creatures, some biological land creatures. So yeah. maybe they're coming back like a fox. Yeah. Well, I guess we see a fox. Um, but if you've got an ecosystem now that in, it, that has cybernetic animals, what would be a disease or a blight that would affect them? And it would be like rust. rust. Okay. Or just something right. that was rust like. Okay. So I'm not sure if that's what they're doing, but I like it. My final thought. Yeah. I know all these things come from Japan. Hmm. We're an American console. I guess the Xbox is an American console. Yeah, that's why I don't like it. <laughs> and so a lot of times you get, oh, it's a panty sniffing game or whatever. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Wow. But we are doubling down on like 80s, neon, magic. Like Japan is back. Hmm. Or, yeah. or, we're, or it never went anywhere and we're keeping it alive. But a lot of these games are Japanese-centric, Asian-centric, Japanese yeah, Eastern culture, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. be it in the forest or in the town. Yes. Um, and, you know, that's cool with me. I like I that like stuff. it. I'm a huge fan. So keep it coming. That's what I say. Yeah. Ratchet yeah. goes to Tokyo. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> to, no, the, Ratchet and Clank games are always the worst puns. So it would be d- 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 Ratchet and Clank, Tokyo drips or something like that. <laughs> Ratchet and, and Clank. Um, ten, ten, 10 seconds over over Tokyo or like <laughs> eating eating seconds over Tokyo <laughs> right sure do one um oh boy let go of my fugu I don't know um Ratchet and Clank fug me fugu yeah there you go and the sky was made of emerald and the all the stars are just like little fish. You should learn when to go. All right, let's get started talking about Days of Hate. And I got to tell you, there's one thing that I admire about Image is that they will print anything. And I don't mean that in like, don't print anything. <laughs> Although, That's how it sounds. Sometimes I do because <laughs> a lot of this stuff is not good. But the artists control it and they don't care about content. And that's how you can get a creator like Al Scott, and a series like Days of Hate. Mm-hmm. Image DGAF. What What is DGAF? They don't give a... Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, got French it. French fry. <laughs> Not be FF. Nah, nuts. <laughs> What's Days of Hate about? Uh, um... Be... Six issues too long? Uh, <laughs> whoa. I, it, it's 12 issues. Nice. It's 12 issues. It could have been six. I almost feel like it was twelve because he had he had to get all his recommendations, his media recommendations out. <laughs> At the end of every issue, he's got a, a selection of music or poetry or a book or something that you should check out or a movie. Yeah, and there's a lot of them, and they're there's all very interesting, and they're all sort of on topic. But you know, just use smaller type, and he could have got this done in six, probably. <laughs> wow, I don't know. I don't know about that, but um, I mean, he I mean, probably could have been more condensed. Um, what happened? Uh, so it takes place in America in 2022 and are, is it like our America or is it a slightly different future America? I don't know if they ever really get into that. In 2018? I don't know what my answer would have been. In 2020, this is our America. Yeah. All right. Okay. More or less. 
Um, so bas- basically, um, it is about a, a very small group of people who are fed up with the state of America. Um, they're they're um, fed up with uh, white supremacy or uh, and um, the the government not really doing anything to make um society or the go- or you know culture better um, it's the trump administration yeah right it's the trump administration and they don't say the cheeto in chief but it's no, the no, trump no. administration it is. and i guess it's okay we're even <laughs> i guess it's fictional because i had to do my scare quotes yeah 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 <laughs> i guess it's fictional not funny in that um the specific things in this book haven't happened yet Yes, but yeah, I guess that's after I'm living at. through the last two weeks. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't see the difference. Yeah, right. And I think we stand at the literal breaking point of whether this will be our future or not. And I think the point of temporal diversion is the first first Tuesday in Oct- uh, November, twenty twenty. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is in twenty twenty two, and it is essentially in the middle of a, a second Trump administration where yes. it's open season. And brown uh, people and gay people and everybody is who knows where. I guess work camps were told. Yes. Early, mm-hmm. uh, early That's on. True. And I'm sorry, I'm taking over from you. It's okay. And a um, a far left. Notice the word Antifa isn't in here anywhere. Yeah. Because it's not an organization, but yeah. a group of far left uh, people. I hesitate to call them far left people because they're just you know. I guess if you're blowing things up, you're a radical. But right. they seem pretty normal to me. Um, are working to, uh, you know, to cause trouble to, to be terrorists, basically against the, uh, the right wing uh, government. Yes. The fa- the fascies. Yes, exactly. Yep. Um. Yes. Oh, uh, we're done. Okay. <laughs> Check it out. It's on Image Comics. It's twelve. No. No. Um, no. <laughs> I said before that I don't. I don't think it has to be twelve, but you would lose a lot of the emotional tonality i think and maybe yeah. the punches would land maybe it could have been nine or something um there are some issues that are like right up on like 18 or 20 um pages mm. and with little extra ads or like i i like the storytelling technique but it does eat up a lot of uh, real estate when they do the three i panels. really like that yes. yeah so we're following three different characters yes and we were learning things and it's almost it's usually silent and yes. sometimes, you know, the things that we see are um, contradictory. It's, um, it's Alan Moore has been doing this for decades. You know what I mean? So the yeah, things yeah, that yeah. we see only with dialogue because he can't stop writing. Um, but the things that we see comment on other things that we see, you know, we can compare and contrast the lives of these characters we're following. Right. And the characters that we're following in this are um, three characters for the most part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. I got a little uh, rumbly, a little burpy there for a second. <laughs> And uh, I'm not a I'm not a name guy, so you're gonna help me out here. There is a okay uh, a revolutionary, yes, uh, left wing terrorist named Amanda. Named Amanda. Yeah. And we follow also her Chinese American uh, former lover, uh, Wuan. Wuan. I was gonna like, how do you say her name? Yeah. Um, and then we also follow S- something Freeman. Yeah. What's her name? I don't know what Freeman's first name is. I'm really Let's bad. Let's just say he's to... Freeman. Yeah, that's and good. And he is, um, I don't know what he would be, but he is, he runs a security service. 
mm-hmm. uh, or a part of the government, though, a wing. Maybe there's a new one. Maybe they knew, made a new anti, you know, whatever wing, anti-terror. Um, and he, you would think that he would work in the shadows. He does. But whatever his role is, it's public enough that um, embarrassments would be bad for him. You know? Right, right, right. It'd be like if people the, know who he is. Yeah, if the FBI director, you know, was caught in a gay club or something like that. I don't care. I don't care. But that would right. be devastating for his career. And so that's important. That's an important plot point later in the, yes. in the thing. Um, and Amanda we, is somebody who... Yes? Should we also mention um, Amanda's... Arvid? Yes. Arvid. Yeah, he's there. He's there? I guess the whole last issue is about him. So. Yes. Yes. Arvid is a, is a guy who's new to um, Amanda's cell. And she's trying to kind of... They basically... Go on. A, it's a road trip for them. This comic, yeah. And the road trip is just them in hotels playing cards. Basically, mm-hmm. they have to sort of sit and ruminate over because they they've got plans and they have things they want to do. But yeah. there's so much time in between. And when you do something, so much of your time afterwards is losing yourself. You know, so that you can't be tracked and they can't track you down and find you. Right. And so a lot of their time is just them staying in hotels and abandoned buildings and sort of discussing how how we got to this point. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think, so I think it's really cool the way it it starts out. Um, we see Amanda and Arvid are examining a crime scene. So right away you think, okay, these guys are probably cops. But before you get to the end of the page, the reader knows that they aren't LAPD. And then you kind of think, well, are they cops? But then like by the next page, you know, like or a couple pages later it doesn't really sound like they're cops or law enforcement and definitely before the end of the issue you're like okay no that is not what they are at all so i just think it and they're investigating like a like a pulse nightclub shooting type situation where a bunch of people died yeah um and they determined that it was a particular um right wing terror group i think there's something like that called like the black knight something or other which is like okay yeah i know (laughs) But um, I I really um, enjoy that. And I think this comic does that a couple of different ways, like subverting the reader's expectations and, um, you know, playing on ideas that you, you see throughout storytelling and just kind of taking it in a completely different direction. For the first part. For, okay, for the first part. I would part. argue the next. Yeah, all right. The fair. second six, a half of uh, the thing, the last six issues are just the fallout from all this stuff. That's but it true. definitely traffics in misdirection you know in the early part showing that these these guys you know these left amanda and her um and arvid are like they're ahead of the game here mm-hmm. um even though freeman and his uh, team can read your emails and they can read your google docs and they can read everything about you mm-hmm. um something that this does really well is it really sells the the sense of dread because nobody ever pulls a gun on amanda or Arvid in the entire story. They're never in like a That's pitched true. firefight or anything like that. Yeah. But just Freeman and his, and the police and federal agents who we were very familiar with now mm. um, in this part of this year mm. um, that he has at his disposal and the fact that they can do anything to anybody and there's nobody, nobody can say anything about it. Yeah. Maybe this is a world where George Floyd wasn't murdered by the MPD. We can only hope. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, so that's the situation there. And yeah, the first half of the story is um, is Amanda and Arvid like pulling off these kind of things. And we have we get a backstory between uh, Freeman starts meeting with uh, Juan about 
because he knows that she was going out or married with uh, to uh, married. Amanda. Yeah. yeah. And so he's trying to work her for information. And he knows yes. that they were um, going to have a baby at one point. Um, but she, uh, Amanda was like abusive to her and she lost the baby because of that. And so he thinks like she's ready to, to flip on her. Yes. And one thing I did think before the reveal, you know, he's pressing her and I did think she flipped pretty easily, <laughs> you know, um, for the most part, like he didn't have to, I didn't feel like he pressed her super hard and she said, you know, she she basically says that she hates Amanda and she ruined her life. So uh, now she wants to ruin hers. Yeah. And you, you believe her when she says that. Yeah. Um, so I think, um, I think that that's really interesting. And um, I just, I did not, I did not, I did not guess that they were actually working together or that they still, you know, loved each other either. I did not, I did not think that that was was what was going on. Yep, she is um, part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, at least um, she's a satellite to this um, operation. Mm-hmm. And the whole point is that she, um, the person that she hates, is Freeman. That's right. That's who she's talking about. Because it wasn't a little unclear to me, but they were. Um, at a protester or something yeah. like that and were roughed up by cops. Shocker. And that's what caused her to lose the baby. So they had to manufacture this story that it was Amanda that did it. And the story does, under scrutiny, data scrutiny, does fall apart in the second half of the thing. And Freeman kind of knows um, that there's something's going on. Mm-hmm. They're communicating through, you know, the whole thing with it has a SIM card and I call you and we text and then you snap the phone in half and yeah. burn it or whatever. Um, but she's still in contact with Amanda um, but at the, that point that he knows uh, who has been in a sexual relationship with him for, yes. you know, months, for two months, two, three months. Yeah. So now he's, they have a connection, but it's like not a connection. Although you get yeah. that she, this is for her, this is just, this is part of the plan. Like this is, I want to destroy you. And so this is what I have to do. And he yeah. kind of like falls in love with her. Um. I'm not sure if he, well, he definitely cares about her and he, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like he. I'm doing a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, um, you know, asks her later if she had feelings for him and she pretty much just tells him no. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Uh, And he does not take that well. What do you think of the significance of the female main characters? What, what do you mean the sig- by this significance? Well, they have to be hurt by this, um, by this, <laughs> the current real world regime, right? Mm-hmm. Make one of them transgender and really, really send it home. Um, but uh, they, they could have been minorities. I mean, one of them is a Chinese, Chinese minority. Chinese American, yeah. yeah. Um, and they do get a deporter parents because I, I don't know if they have their... How can... I was wondering, well, like, that's how the can thing. they do that? I don't know. They've been here for a long time, yeah. as long as she's alive. So I, I assume they're citizens, but it yeah. doesn't matter. Um, they could have been minorities. They could have been, you know, anything. But instead, they're um, they're lesbians. Yeah. And there's a quote that he he has lots of real world uh, quotes um, at the beginning of the yes. uh, book, or also just um, um, you know literary quotes. Mm-hmm. And there's a quote in the first issue from Steve Bannon, who, thank God, he's not around so much anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
And he, Steve Bannon said, I guess at one point, um, quote, that's one of the unintended consequences of the women's liberation movement, that in fact, the women that would lead this country would be feminine, they would be pro-family, they would have husbands, they would love their children, they wouldn't be a bunch of dykes, end quote. Yeah, that's and of really course, upsetting. He's totally wrong for yeah. a lot of reasons because yeah, yeah, yeah. women aren't leading this country. They're not no. leading it at all. No. And it's, uh, I would argue that it's as bad for women as it's ever been. And women are voting against their interests yes. uh, just to follow um, this, this side that they're on. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's really kind of darkly ironic. But, and also we see, um, you know, we see crazy misogyny from almost like, just casual institutional misogyny from Freeman, like all throughout. The, oh, yeah. All throughout the book. Well, he like. So you get I don't know, you get the sense that on some level he does care about his wife and everything, but I don't know how much he really loves her. But he after he's had um, this after him and Wuhan have been having this sexual relationship for for weeks he there there's this one scene where him and his wife are in their home and he asks her if men if she thinks that men and women are different species yeah and um you know so she's they they go back and forth and she's like well what do you mean by that and like he's like well we, do you think that you're inherently weaker than me and she was like well do you mean physically or mentally emotionally like what do you mean well she says yo physically yeah I, yeah, but yeah maybe yes. women have their own strength in some way. Yeah, and, and she like, mentions having babies. Oh, you and mean like emotionally? Okay, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I guess I can't have a baby or whatever. <laughs> and then he was like, he mentioned like it, it, you know, being like a problem or what some sort somehow. She's like, why are you asking? And he's like, oh, I'm just trying to figure out a problem. No, he says it's none of your business. Yeah, and he says it's none of your business. I don't think business. that's any of your business. That's <laughs> what he says. Yeah, so why did he bring it up in the first place? <sighs> he's trying um, to get into the mind of. of Two Wuhan. lesbians that he can't. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, to him, you know, women are another species. Yeah, I suppose. So he's got to talk to his informant. He's got to talk to his, his woman expert, his well, wife. And in a, going back to the, the, the Steve Bannon quote, like the, the idea that somebody who is a, that a woman has to be somebody who, who gets married and raised children in order to be valued is really... I, I don't know to marry a man specifically um it, it's it's upsetting it's really upsetting mm -hmm. um but he, i mean he's he's not she's not a great person he's he's i'm yeah anyways um i i lost my train of thought <laughs> i hadn't noticed <laughs> uh yeah so it's just you know it's cool that we get this reveal and that we find out that, you know, the whole thing is a revenge plot and it isn't, has nothing to do with Freeman, although he turns out to be a, a real prime target. Yeah. But yeah, he, he didn't kill their baby or anything like that, but Not they had to find somebody who was in the right position and was vulnerable and, you know, could fall for this. And so, uh, you know, what the, the end of the plan is, is that um, Duan is supposed to put a, a, she puts a bomb in his briefcase basically. Do you think that was part of the overall plan, or do you think that's Wuhan going off on her own? Why? Well, maybe. Why would you do that? Because the text messages that her and Amanda had before, previously, 
she was like, we should just leave. We shouldn't do this. You know, if you go through with your plan, you're going to die. Right. So I don't, she doesn't There's want Amanda to die. There's a gala that we never see where Amanda was going to snipe him or, or run in and shoot him. Like it was just, it was always a suicide mission for her. Yeah. And in fact, I think that's a big part of her character. I think she she's is okay with dying. totally despaired throughout the entire book and she's doing the work and she's fighting she doesn't want anybody that she loves to get hurt, but she's kind of looking for this death, you know, this death in the service of the cause. And we get it at the end when she, Huan kind of goes off on her own. Oh, that's right. You're right. She, she builds the bomb, puts it in the guy's briefcase, has a second, has a change of heart and tries to text him. Yeah. But the guy doesn't answer the test, text. And then his wife and child get blown up, but he was upstairs just by chance. And so he's still alive. Huan's in custody and uh, Amanda's going to go get her out um she we see her get guns and everything and walk into a police station i think we can assume that you know she doesn't come out of that police station yeah yeah i think we can assume that there's a really interesting no and there's an interesting panel um and i've got it it's in like issue maybe i think it's issue six or maybe seven that's the warehouse from the this is america video (gasps) right that has to be that is that that's it Wow. And that came out like early 2018, right? So they yeah. would have time to to stick it in there as a little wink. I was just thinking about This is America again just today. I was thinking I need to watch it again. Jeez, um, oh, it's just depressing. Um, Troy tried to warn us. I know. <laughs> um, going back, like talking about uh, Amanda Wuhan's relationship again and this being, you know, a revenge plot. They they were married and they still love each other. And part of their plot was to get divorced so it, it could be convincing. I mean, that is dedication. Yep. And like, it just blows my mind. You know what I mean? Um, and they still obviously like really, really care for each other. And I think I did like that too, how, how we didn't know that at the beginning. Um, and even as the story goes on, we don't know that. Juan and Amanda and Arvid are all working together. And then when we do figure that out, it's there's still some kind of like question like, is Juan like working with Amanda and Arvid or is she maybe giving Freeman too much? Like, is she like, has she turned on them? Mm-hmm. And then like later it becomes, oh no, this was all part of the plan. But her it, plan. Well, yeah. Her side plan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, it, yeah, just the, the subtle, I like the subtle, I like, I, I admire the subtle, still not good, misogyny <laughs> of, of the Freeman character in that mm-hmm. just the little things that he says. And at one point, I, I think just to keep him, you know, in the trap, she's still seeing him even yeah. after he's deported her parents yeah. and pulled her in, you know, to interrogate her. And she's like, well, I just can't do this anymore. I mean, even at that point, character or no, I think the character would be like, I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right, well, let's just think about this. You know, if you, if you don't want to do it anymore, I hear you. I mean, what am I supposed to do? Force you? Two panels where he's just putting on his shirt and we just let that comment hang in the air. Like, why would you say that? And then later on, like when she is det- uh, detained and she's giving the whole thing, he's like, and he's pointing a gun at her. He's like, I should rape you. She's like, I'd laugh at you. I know. <laughs> it's just like what? I know. Whoa. 
it's it's dark it goes to a lot of really dark places um yeah that's a good way to, to <laughs> easily wrap up what i just said uh, i'm sorry no um i don't know why yeah, why is why why does he he say something like that, and why does she like not respond to him? Like, what am I gonna do? Force you? Like, I don't know. How do you re- respond to something? You don't like that when you're playing a character who is doesn't have the strength of the real Huan. Yeah, right, right. I mean, that's a that's a good point. Um, at at one point, um, I think it's uh. At the beginning of the seventh issue, we see Freeman asleep in the hotel bed, and Wuhan is is naked and approaching the bed with a large knife in her hand. Yeah, but that knife never comes back. No, it's just a reminder that there is menace here. It's a it's a wink to the audience that she's not she's considering, you know, ends to this scenario every day. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. You know, if she just okay. slits this guy's throat in a hotel room. I mean, she's not going to get away. The government knows who he's But Amanda meeting. would be safe. Right. At least for the time being. Yeah. Yeah. And right. so, yeah. So she's, that's a little nod to the fact that, you know, you said like, I wasn't sure if she was going to sell her out or something like that. And I never, never thought that she was going to sell her out. Okay. I didn't know that she was going to do the plan and then sort of chicken out because <laughs> this is, uh, you say problem, I say strength because, you know, liberals are good people. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want to blow up a man and his family. Yeah, and right. so she quells and you know and text messages him. But yeah, no, I never worried about <laughs> worried about that. I always knew what she wanted for this guy. <laughs> um, I like too. Like uh, a lot of the times, the way that uh, Freeman is drawn, his face is sometimes cast in shadows, which makes him look evil, or he has kind of an evil-looking glint in his eyes. Yeah. Like there's, there's one issue where he he has um he has a little boy and then they mention a little girl later who by the way per- oh that was amazing that was amazing you're we, not supposed to introduce like new elements in the in the last act or the no. third act but that was incredible like so apparently he they he doesn't talk about her she's not in the public eye because Wuhan had discovered that she has a disability we don't yeah. know what the disability is it doesn't matter yeah but so he's obviously. Obviously, beyond what we've already seen, he's a horrible person because yeah. for he's some whatever terrible. reason, he's he's embarrassed about his own child or has, I don't know. Yeah, he's he's, the, he's a monster. He's horrible. But but we, as the audience, never actually see his daughter. So does she even live at the same home no, with her family? There. No, that's, that's, and that's horrible. And that's all stuff that you could, you know, write in or you could depict, but it's all immediately your mind lights up with so... We already knew that his wife is just basically, you know, one of his employees in their own home. But at some point in the past, he convinced her to give away their 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 daughter, daughter. like Rosemary Kennedy style, or just have her, you know, live in an institution or something like that. So he's already won that battle. It's it's chilling. It's it is in that bad way that we talked about. before. (laughs) But but there's this one part where his his son comes into the bedroom in the middle of the night and he's like, Daddy, there's like monsters under my bed or in my closet or whatever and we see the next panel is i'll call ice huh oh sorry go ahead. yeah right the next panel is is freeman and his face is kind of cast in shadows and you're kind of like well he's a monster and he kind of looks like a monster right yeah. there and then he he's like oh come here i'll protect you blah 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 and it's like i don't know it's, it's just an interesting this um contrast image of domesticity yeah and i 
you know, his son is the only person besides himself that Freeman really cares about, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and doesn't deserve and maybe, any of this. Right, right, right. And Arvid's kid is is that way as well. Yeah. That's true. I didn't get the whole Arvid situation. I know that his no. wife has been taken away, and I guess he had... He only ever talks about one kid, so that was his only kid, right? Yes. So she gets taken, and I guess... I mean, the, agent, I don't know the what agents the must know that oh, she's brown, so we'll just take care of her, you know? Do they uh, know that he's involved with Amanda? Is that's it? why they went after her. <laughs> that's what I thought. They know everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for where these guys are, because they're, you know, running into hikers. I love that scene mm. where they just run into the hikers, yeah. and they're like, how's it going? Oh, it's great. We're just going around. Great. And there isn't anything like threatening in it, but you know, the last hiker kind of looks at him like, "Huh, well, let's start hiking." And they're like, "We got to get out of here." Right. Like, right, there's right. just paranoia, and there's just threat in, in everything because mm-hmm. the hikers are all white, um, <laughs> as all hikers are. Uh, yeah, I like that early in the in the series um, when he's talking to uh, Huan and he's describing like their policy, and they're arguing over the. The camps, you know, the work camps. Mm. And he's like, oh, you know, the work camps, you call them work camps, but, you know, they're they're necessary. You know, the proper thing is is to um, assign the proper place to the members of our society based on their actual contributions and not their appearances, which is uh, that's some advanced level justification. Isn't that's it? that's a bunch of bullshit, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what does that even what does that even mean? It means you know, that they don't pay taxes because they're illegal immigrants who are not human beings yeah, and they can right. do whatever we want to them. Or wait, maybe not. Maybe they're still people. Yeah, exactly. And have human, human rights. rights. Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, uh, Constitution does not apply to you, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, hemlock? Hemlock? <laughs> hemlock? Three hemlocks. Make mine a double. Um, there was, there are a couple of the other quotes at the beginning that really stuck out to me. Um, one was talking about, uh, um, it, it was somebody, uh, I think the, the person who was saying the quote was Marie Howe and, uh, she was talking about a, She's uh, a te- poet laureate of yeah. uh, New York. She was talking about how a teacher of hers from Columbia, um, said Brodsky. that, what was that? Brodsky. Yes, uh, Joseph Brodsky. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, look, he said, you Americans are so naive. You think evil is going to come into your houses wearing big black boots. It doesn't come in like that. Look at the language. I th- yeah. And the funny thing is, you know, Brodsky was um, he was a expat, right? He was a Russian expat okay, um, and a poet and uh, essayist, you know, um, and I think he's right. But what he's talking about and. I, I'm Marie Howe is not like a spring chicken. She's she's old, so this must have happened you know, in the sixties, maybe. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that that part already happened. The language part already happened. We're at the boots now. The boots are here. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I guess the reason why I brought it up is because I think that we use. I think that I mean, like a lot of other things in our our country, uh, in our society, sometimes we use words without knowing their their true meaning or without knowing their origins without knowing that they might be harmful or hurtful to some other people and i think that we need to be more mindful of that um well all words matter well 
I'm not arguing that they don't. Well, geez, I just fell right into that. It took exact. I? It was. It's two point seven seconds every single time. I know. That is the. That's the length of neurons from your ear to the processing center of your brain. Now we know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Boy, I love that all lives matter, but I don't hear anybody. Uh, talking about all the trans people that have been killed. I, I, I just saw a whole <laughs> bunch of things about that online. Um, it's so frustrating. Uh, I wish that... So one character that the agent or cop... I, I don't know if Freeman's a cop or if he's just an a government agent. We'll just say government agent who is working with Freeman, who is doing sur surveillance on Wuhan. Um, I kind of wish he was introduced sooner in the story because... While I do feel it is really upsetting, obviously, uh, he he you know when he sets himself on fire and kills himself, <laughs> um, I I think and and you know and and it's you know upset you know he fought in Desert Storm we find that little piece out uh information out, but I feel like it would have been more emotional overall for the audience if we knew that character better and it would have made more of an impact i think that he's a, kind of a side character i don't I know guess. what we could have done with him and he would have kind of plugged up the whole you know triumvirate that we've got going on i guess and the uh, three panel pages that we like so much yeah but i did like the fact that we're, we're getting the information that this you know, Freeman is working his people to death, basically. And his guy even says, well, yeah, that he, he cries for help. And yes. he's like, oh, just just keep doing it. And, uh, you know, the guy has a psychotic break and burns himself alive. Yeah. Um, not not of that great. None of that great. The worst for me, the worst part is because this is there's no resolution to this. You know, we mm -hmm. can only hope that um, that good will triumph at some point in the future. And we don't know when that is. Yeah. Because we don't know if they're going to have an election in 2024, which is something I'm worried about in uh, our real world. Um, but at the end, when Arvid goes back and finds out that his neighbor has been um, hiding his son. Yes. Uh, and Frank style. Um, yes. Which that would be really tough to do. But yeah, uh, he talks about, you know, the a Supreme Court justice being killed and also... Um, and he says they they killed the Supreme Court justice. I thought she talked about that. Yeah, she did. Okay. And they killed well because Arvid would know. And they killed Freeman. So we don't even know. The public doesn't even know at that the end that Freeman himself. killed himself. And oh, why would they? I didn't. They catch would immediately that. spin that, you know, and yeah. lie about what happened to blame it on, uh, on the left. Yeah. So no one will ever know what really happened, and we don't even know if Juan is alive. You know, we don't. We don't. We can assume Amanda's dead, but these our our character, yeah, except for Arvid, that's true. Arvid, we're leaving all of our characters behind. They are they were all consumed by this, as they kind of knew they would be. Um, I think it's incredibly kind that his neighbor has been hiding and taking care of his son. And even at um, the end, you know, she basically says, "Like, wouldn't it be better if you were here, like taking care of him? Are you are you going to go back out there?" And we don't we don't get an answer. No, he basically says like. He's sounds like he's thinking about leaving the country, but he needs to get his wife first. Yeah. And I don't know how he's going to accomplish that. Sequel, baby. Days of love. <laughs> Maybe not, but it's possible. Would you recommend this? Um, Absolutely. Um, I think this was. This is required reading. It should be. I've been saying this is required reading for <laughs> since I read it in 2018 or finished it in 2019. And um. There's a guy that does, um, he's too busy to talk to me now, way too important, but there's a guy who does a show called 
Behind the Bastards, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, a show that looks at like the monsters of history. And then he started another show called uh, It Can Happen Here, which is about yeah, the okay. proposed you know, second uh, American Civil War brought on by these same issues. His name is Robert Evans. Um, I talked to him on my Star Trek show. Yes. He didn't want to talk about any of this stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, well, this is what you do. Why don't you? All right, and we'll just talk about drugs and Star Trek, I I guess. guess, Yeah, but uh, but it's uh, he's good at what he does. He's a conflict journalist, and a lot of the conflicts are here now. So he's he's doing that. Lives in Portland, but just like they, you seek out hot spots, right? Probably. It's it's the second Iraq War. Why would you go to Basra right now? You know what I mean? Why would you go to Fallujah? Uh, Time to rest. That part's over. I'm gonna live in Portland. So anyway, he's he's doing the work still, but I would recommend uh, it could happen here. It's basically the documentary version of, you know, or like future documentary version of uh, Days of Hate. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to know more and what we're up against and what you could do. Mm-hmm. So check that out. And yeah, get Days of Hate. Still, you got you got it. Image Comics still going. Whew, I'm a huge image you got a lot fan. To, you got a lot to pay for. Run and spawn for all these years. All but. right. Okay. We're not perfect. <laughs> this, Nobody is, but this, this is making yeah. up for it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that's days of hate. Rough stuff. Yeah. Um yeah. heavy. Heavy. Yeah. Uh, but important. important. Though. Yeah. Oh. Said the same word as you. <laughs> I wish I hadn't. Wow. Let's disgust. essential. Essential. Okay. Important. Okay. Interesting. Interesting word that you picked. Uh, but I think it's <laughs> essential. And I would recommend it to anybody. Um, but it's up to you. It's up to you. I hate to right. think that we're, battle lines are being drawn, but we didn't want to draw them. No. And here we are. Um. So, hey. Thanks for joining us this week mm-hmm. and listening to all of our BS. Uh, join us again next week. I promise there's, there'll be more. An unlimited <laughs> supply of BS. So come back and join us next week. Uh, in the meantime, you can find us on social media, Facebook and Twitter, and also on our Discord. Uh, links in the show notes. Come join us and chat about all this Oh yeah. This BS. <laughs> and uh, we'd appreciate that. Also, if you're listening to us on a uh, subscribing service, music service, what 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 have you, the, the old Spotify, these kids today, yeah, and the right. Spotify's, yeah, uh, subscribe to the show so we know you're out there. Leave us a review because it really helps us. Mm-hmm. And also a rating would be important because yes. that tells the robot cats, the robo cats, if you will, <laughs> in charge of those services. That we are doing a good job. Mm-hmm. So give us five robot mice for that robot cat to chase. <laughs> or would the robot cat be like, this is tired. This is a tired bit. Is it going <laughs> to run into a robot semicircular <laughs> hole in the baseboard? <laughs> when does the robot bulldog show up to antagonize me? <laughs> this is robot cat's programmed with all the tropes. And also a sense of disgust. <laughs> At their overuse. For, for, for the tropes. I guess. Yeah, That's one yeah. of its directives. <laughs> so Robo RoboCat can talk. Serve the public tropes. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Protect the integrity of the bet. <laughs> I think we have a, I think we m- might have a new show. Always say yes it. and. Yeah. 
and a secret fourth directive. <laughs> it can't attack the hosts of the Just Enough Trope podcast. <laughs> we'll, we'll reveal Whoa. that in the end of the second act. Whoa. Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah. Let's give us five stars. <laughs> I'll be back next week. Uh, talk, we just said it before. We'll be talking about Love, Victor, uh, yes. the new show on Hulu. Yes, it's so, on Hulu. Yeah. Um, that was I was confused because it was a big to do um, it, it moving to it, Hulu. But it, it was originally on Disney. That's Plus. where we're going to watch it. Yes. And we'll be back to talk about it and uh, something a little extra. I think it's time to dip in, especially um, in June. We should dip into a little um, gay media in some other form. So we'll be um, we'll we'll tag something else onto that to make this thing two hours. So uh, join us for that. In the meantime, I hope you're enjoying uh, your Pride Month. And we are signing off until next time. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Mikahana. Keep the geek fires burning. Left me here to sing this song.